Hi, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. I'm glad that you're here and uh, as usual, I hope you're safe and sound and uh, I hope you go cup of coffee and uh, we'll be able to uh, be joined by our next guest. He just texted me, so uh, I will message him quickly how to join. Uh, just briefly, uh, just tune in on our live G. Um, so yeah, we'll be joined soon by uh, Marinos uh, Jensen, so he's the owner and founder of uh, Padre Coffee, so very excited to have him on and uh, um, yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> hey Jules, puppy, <laughs> I love the uh, Sinesto you installed the other day at the, at the boys, Butler's Pantry, really good job, hey Tanti, um, Philosoph, Peter, Guy, uh, Louis Fer. Big shout out, Roy, uh, and uh, is the man himself. So we'll bring him on right now. There we go. Hello. Hello. Good. Good evening, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this technological uh, breakthrough. No, it's great. It's fantastic. And uh, how are you, man? Good to see you. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good? Okay, good to hear, man. Uh, your family and everyone in the Padre gang is all good? Yeah, uh, yeah, look, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, uh, different. Um, we're, we're distributed, so we've got uh, a lot of people working from home. Uh, we've got... Uh, People uh, pretty much unaffected up here in Queensland. It's um, you know, like the government's a bit crazy, but the uh, the people are human. People are normal. Uh, and then we, that crossover where uh, we've got a lot of people working from home in Melbourne. They just uh, look, you know, stay at home, uh, trying not to go crazy. Lots of contact over the phone, over. Um, over Zoom meetings, that sort of stuff. Uh, but we've got a lot of uh, a lot of cool projects web-wise that um, mean we're getting a fair bit done. So, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's good. And, and, and um, first and foremost, thank you for uh, giving us an hour or so of your precious time. I really appreciate you being here. And uh, uh, we, yeah, all, no we all know uh, your coffee brand and what you have done in Melbourne. So we, we're really excited to have you here. And uh, just to get all rolling marinas um what could you kindly tell the audience and us um how did you get started in coffee and your coffee journey Ooh, yeah uh <laughs> well um so when i was um quite young um i was going to be a um uh, i started off in the money markets as a, a trainee and like learning about trading and that sort of stuff and uh, because I'd done a lot of hospitality through uni I did a double degree so I've got a degree in uh, a bachelor's degree in science which uh, majored in theoretical nuclear physics and I've got a uh, bachelor's degree in music so I'm a, um, in performance piano and I did a lot of work in restaurants uh, and uh, I got quite excited I uh, met a guy who was a career um, 
uni student, if you like, uh, and and he owns his own restaurant. He's a great dude, but he um, he really got me into wine tasting. Uh, he was into whiskey. I, I can't drink whiskey, uh, and so when I finished my degree and sort of moved on, as I was sort of making my way through um, trying to work out what I wanted to, to do, and I tell you what, money markets was not what I wanted to do. Uh, I eventually landed in um, software because it was really close to maths. It was really close to music. And one of the places we would go every day. Um, so I worked for this guy uh, uh, called Mr. Gillespie. His name was Andrew Gillespie. Uh, really big. Very, it looked, looked like a hawk. Um, and we, we would go to this place called Reds in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, and anyone who's familiar with coffee history, Coffee Supreme. Uh, so uh, that was the start of Coffee Supreme was Reds. And we'd go yeah. there and um, Olivia, who still works there, um, her father is uh, quite a famous New Zealand poet called Witty Itamaya. Uh, and... I don't know if I'm saying his first name correctly, but anyway, so we'd go there and, and Mr. Gillespie, whose name was Andrew Gillespie, but you could always refer to him as Mr. Gillespie. Uh, he would sit down and order. And we, so we had this ritual. Uh, we'd go and we'd do these cool projects. Um, and uh, they, they normally started off with, we've got this problem we need to solve that can't be solved. Let's go and have a coffee. So we <laughs> so we'd go down to Reds and we'd order Flat whites, flat whites were the new thing then. Uh, and the flat whites would come and we'd sit in silence and drink our first coffee. And then we would start talking and working out what we were going to do and how we we're going to solve stuff. Uh, and, and so that for me, because I, I was originally, my father's Dutch um, and I was weaned from breast milk to coffee by my Dutch grandmother. So I went from, from breast milk to coffee and at 18 months old, and that was normal. That's how you, that's what you do. You drink coffee. I did not. So for me, right. oh yeah, no, that was the, that's the thing. So I'm, I'm, uh, I've been drinking coffee for, I'm 45 this year. I've been drinking oh, coffee for 40, 40, 43 and a half years. Mm. Still looking good. So, so it must be, must be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so for me, the, um, the attraction, uh, I guess, because it's always been there. It's always been in my life. Um, the um, attraction to it, it built a, um, a process for me around uh, thought and work and home and routine. And then um, when I sort of finally uh, got through the career that uh, – mistakenly ventured through IT and a few other careers. And, and then uh, when I got into cafes, um, Coffee Supreme had just started in Australia and, um, and we couldn't get their coffee because uh, we were right next door to another Coffee Supreme cafe, which is kind of like bugger. I really wanted to use, you know, New Zealand coffee. And, uh, and, and they're doing good things. They're, they're um, cracking along. Um, so... I got into coffee through kind of the frustration of not being able to get the coffee I wanted, which is, was fine because it pushed me along to actually learning how to roast. And, um, and also um, that because it was all built in uh, at that point, um, I, I had that, um, I, like a lot of New Zealanders, I suffer from a, 
um, a condition called uh, over-enthusiasm. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and, uh, and look, you know, like the guys at Coffee Supreme at the time, uh, that was um, Justin Emerson, uh, who's had a big influence on me because he, I, I admire the guy because he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant technician. Uh, and and he's, he's got a little bit of New Zealand um, uh, that it always sparks off, you know, a bit of a laugh. Um, so he's been, he's been great, but, um, yeah, that, that's really where I started. And then, um, there was a guy who was roasting locally. Um, and we, we sort of, uh, we decided we'd join forces and, and, um, we'd start a little roastery up in Brunswick. Uh, and that went pear shaped. We pretty much got two months in and decided that we hated each other. And, uh, that was it. Um, so we went our separate ways and, uh, and that's when I, I really took it seriously and got, got excited. Uh, but we were kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, Mark had just started, uh, St. Ali and, yeah. uh, and we had a cafe and a, a baristas would come in and they're like, Oh, you know, and we were like, uh, Nolan, uh, from Proud. Well, he wasn't Proud Mary then. He was just, a, he was just starting out. He came in because uh, we were a Five Senses customer, uh, and Gavin Hogan had just started um, with Dean Gallagher. They just sort of started Five Senses, and he said, oh, "I've got this guy from Perth. He's moving over. His girlfriend's from Melbourne, and we, we kind of want him to work for us, but we don't really know what we want him to do. But um, do you need do you need something to come do some training?" And we we're like, "Yeah, that'd be great." We you know because no one really knew. It. And so Nolan, Nolan rolls up to our cafe. This is appetite. We didn't know. Well, we thought we knew what we're doing. We didn't really know what we're doing. And, and he rolls up and, and he, um, this is back when you had the click, click grinders. Yeah. And, um, two, two and three or one and two, yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, we were next level because we were scraping the top off the porterfielder with a, a pallet knife, right? And, and we were still I using a those days, actually. <laughs> oh, so, but but we had a, a a double basket and a single basket and uh, and because we noticed that they didn't pour the same, we would we were sort of flipping them, you know we'd we'd oh that one a bit less that one a bit more which which Scotty Callahan did with his dosing tools quite a bit on but so Nolan came and and he spent he spent about an hour and a half going click 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 yeah fifteen 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 yeah no fifteen click 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 click. 14, 14, click, click, click. And, and we're all just watching him going, what's this guy on? Well, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and so we sort of didn't really get anything out of that session. But then about a week later, it all made sense. So we sort of went from this, oh, we're actually quite, a, oh, yeah, oh, didn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and everyone was trying to work out how to do coffee properly. So we were kind of in that stage. Uh, and then one of the guys, I went down to see, Mark at um, St. Ali and I hadn't met him before and when they had a chat and he's like, yeah, this is Toshi and this is the thing and don't worry about that. This is bullshit and don't do this. And I was like, oh, great. And he, he put me on to five senses. Um, and, uh, and he said to me, uh, he said, oh, yeah, no, um, we're, we're not doing eggs. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, if you want eggs, there's 14 places on Clarendon Street. You gotta get fucking eggs. I'm doing coffee. That's all I'm doing. Coffee, coffee, nothing else. And I was like, oh, okay. And then uh, one of our guys, um, 
a guy called Ed Howley, who's who's a great. He's a he's got a marketing agency now. He's, a, he's an awesome awesome kid. He was at uni, and he said, um, "I said, oh, if you want to go and check this place out, it's pretty cool." And he went, "Great, yeah." And he went, came back, and I said, "Oh, what what did you think?" And he he said, "Oh, yeah, that the egg. I had poached eggs, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> po- poached eggs? Like they don't do eggs?" And he's like. No, no, they do eggs. And uh, and so the next time I saw Mark, I was like, what happened? And he goes, oh, people want <laughs> eggs. People want eggs. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was kind of cracker because um, I was talking to Mark and Bridget a few years later and they said, uh, how are you still in business? And I went, what do you mean? Uh, you know, coffee, you know, work hard. <laughs> and they said, yeah, but you don't do eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Because so, back then, Melbourne was still trying to figure out, wasn't it? Because I think when a lot of international people come in, and I had a chance to talk for people like Francesco Sanapo, you know, he went back to Italy with the thought of, we got to make food, you know, the whole yeah. breakfast and brunch and lunch and, you know, plus yep. uh, coffee. So, yeah, it would have been interesting those time. And thank you. This is memorabilia. And I think it, it highlights that despite coffee being around for a long time, it's only been a few years. Like mm. the, the stories that you're talking about, they're not like from 50, 60, 80 years ago. So it makes, mm. it, it makes you kind of wonder and excite what's next really, you know, we, because yeah. it's, it's been already, you know, 10 years. Um, yeah. And you have seen the evolution of Melbourne really being part of it. Um, Mm. What what's something that you would love to add as something that you'd like to remove off Melbourne coffee <laughs> scene? <laughs> uh, look, there's a few things I think for me um, when I started out that I really appreciated, and um, and they were always the open doors. Like there 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 are people. Um, they're, they're, there's this gold mine of um, really skilled. Uh, really um, uh, generous. Uh, generous is a good good word to use. There, there's some very generous um, and uh, giving people in coffee in Melbourne, and, and that's why Melbourne. Like people say, oh, you know, why Melbourne? Blah blah blah. Uh, but it, it's because we had we had all the Italians. Uh, so there's a strong Italian community, strong, strong Greek community. And uh, so hospitality is in everyone's blood. And then you've got, you've got these, um, these families who are, um, who've established and they, they just want to, you know, bring part of their home to Melbourne. And, and the generosity of, of you know, because there's two ways you can go. You're like, I'm going to protect my product and it's going to be my thing and no one can ever know, yada, yada. But... Um, but I've got to take my hat off to um, to how how they uh, a lot of those families like um, you know I haven't met them all but um, I've, I've had the advantage oh, I'm saying it's advantage but I've had some really generous um, help from and not you know anything other than uh, they'll have a conversation and a, talk, a chat to you uh, but like the Genovese family. Um, have been around for years, but they're they're kind of um, ubiquitous in in that they're they're part of 
part of the original culture, like the grinders. Uh, um, I can't, don't even know um, the guy. I don't know any of the family behind grinders, but I know that them. There was the Crivelli. Uh, there was um, you know the the Genovese. The, although they sort of brought a lot of that culture, that Italian culture, to Australia, but they were always like. Um, you know, look, we bring these machines in, you can buy them at this price. They're very fair. They're, you know, they're happy to have a chat. Um, I remember um, the first time I met uh, Ray Genovese, uh, who's one of my favourites um, because he, he's <laughs> he's cheeky, but he's fun, but he's open and he, you know, he loves life. And I, I know he's, um, he's, he knows, you know, he was semi-involved in um, just being, an, you know, available and a nice guy uh, with um, Mark because Mark used to, when he had Ray, uh, he was using Jenna, I, I believe, before he went to Atomica uh, and he was involved with Supreme as well. But uh, I remember uh, when I walked in there, we'd, we'd just set up Brunswick East Project. We're not far, we're like 500, well, maybe a kilometre from Genovese factory and he walked out and he just looked at me and laughed and went hey Brunswick East Project (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got a name I got a name Uh, but uh, I think I think that um, that sentiment of you know let's have a coffee let's have a chat what do you need what do you want to talk about Um, you know what's broken what needs fixing it was very generous and um, it's not uh, that sort of camaraderie or that, that sort of help that we received or early on was really good. So in terms of things I'd remove um, would be people trying to stimmy that. And there, there, you know, there are people who think, Oh, you know, my coffee is better than your coffee. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe the customer likes your brand over my brand. But um, the reality is that, and, and this is the thing that I, I always laugh, well, I don't laugh about it, but I find quite interesting is that you get consumers who are like, um, who think uh, in the industry we're all mortal enemies, but we all drink beer together. <laughs> we all know each other. We're probably all buying stuff off each other or um, helping each other out. Uh, so it's not, um, and, and Mark Dundon uh probably in particular is one of, um, you know, look, he's, uh, he's been uh, fantastic for the industry um, and, and he's had a go at everything. He's tried everything and he's, um, and he's uh, a good advocate for what everyone's doing. But he's also a really nice guy and he's got advice and he'll help you out. And, you know, um, it's like five senses, same thing. Um, Gavin Hogan, uh, just a really nice guy. And so when you, you, you chat to them, um, you know, Nolan, Nolan uh, Andrew Kelly at uh, Smallwatch, um, even, and I hate to say it, Dave Macon. Hey, Dave. Um, <laughs> that, regardless of the competitive nature of the business, uh, the, the, there are people who understand that it's an, it's an industry where you've got to work together or you've got to be, you know, to enjoy it. You've got to be free to, um, to, to, uh, not have that barrier of competition, um, you know, at, at the consumer end, of course, there's going to be competition, but, um, but it's a lovely industry um, in that we all have to work together in specialty. Uh, by definition, we have to, uh, and, and most people do. So, um, you know, but you do get people who don't, eh, a little bit competitive, a little bit, nah, and, and it's the wrong approach in my, in my mind. Um, so, yeah, I'd remove that. Um, 
and I think that has definitely stifled a little bit of the um, the growth. Um, yep. But as we've matured, you know, we've matured. Uh, Brisbane, I think, uh, is interesting for me because sometimes I think they're five years behind and sometimes I think they're five years ahead uh, because, <laughs> you know, like you think, oh, I remember doing this. Oh, no, I don't remember doing that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, especially moves uh, through. People mistake it for, um, you know, uh, a Panama Geisha natural, uh, but it, it, it goes all the way down to, you know, it, it goes all the way down to, um, to your basics. To the people. It, it can be washed Colombians, but, you know. It's, it's yeah. Like the the world. Mm. But it is, like you just said, and it's something that keeps popping up in this podcast, the reason why the people are so essential and, 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 and and beautifully connected is not just from the obvious uh, farmer pickers, which we had an amazing uh, live found to yesterday, which is beautiful with, in Indonesia. Mm. And it was nice to see, because uh, everyone wants to go to origin, not only those people, not only the barista, not only the roasters, but the consumers, mm. but just the people in general, because we are in the people business first. Mm. Mm. So oh, that hospitality yeah. you were talking about, the, the Genovese, the, the, the big Italian Greek families and even restaurateurs, uh, that's really the main component. You know, I think that mm. if you remove that people aspect, so, you know, you can have technology and you can have automation, but people want to have a conversation, gather, mm. get mm. together and do storytelling. So mm. people is essential. And I think that you're right. For many years, we focus on that Panama Geisha. There's nothing wrong with Panama Geisha. There's nothing wrong with the Wash Colombian. There's nothing wrong with latte art and competitions. But the, the, the hand kind of tilt 45 degrees down into the cup or into the mm. jug or to the machine mm. rather than, you know, yeah. I remember my men, one of my mentors when I started really to specialty because my first job as a barista was clicking on a Wega with Genovese coffee. And that was my first yeah. time of barista training was a Genovese Brunswick East, so they, yeah. you know, it's not Brunswick, yeah. It's Coburg, technically, it's Coburg, yeah. That's yeah, it's Coburg, yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> within an hour and a half, we were meant to be baristas back then. You know, yeah. my, the owner of the shop was like, Hey, they're gonna teach you everything. Mm. Looking back, it's, it was an interesting training for an hour and a half, you know, how it is. So, and mm. and, and, and my mentor, remember, I remember he told me, He's like, Hey, when you steam the milk. Don't look at the milk. Just mm. look at the shop. <laughs> yeah, look yeah. at the people coming yeah. in. Say hi to Jenny. Say hi to John. Uh, interact. Mm. Like, and that, you know, remember the name. Because so, we have the power, and nobody said this to anyone, but you and I, well, I'm no longer behind a bar, but we can literally make someone's day in five minutes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Marinos. How are you going? Flat white. Yeah, sweet. Mm. How was the... How was your, uh, I don't know, eldest birthday party on Saturday? Oh, it went well. Fantastic. Mm. You have an awesome day. See you later. Mm. 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 Yeah, and, and look, yeah, that, that's, that's such a big thing. I, I, I know, uh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We, we've always been advocates for, um, you know, community and, uh, and, uh, customers or hospitality over over quality and look there's been 
uh, you know, there's a few people in there who are, are big in the industry who are like, yeah, latte art's bullshit. And I remember thinking the same thing because I couldn't do latte art. And then I, I could do latte art. And now I'm world champion. No. <laughs> so one day, look, uh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. No, no. I'm sure, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's a floating peacock. No. The um, but I, I remember um, <laughs> I remember having the conversation with um, with actually this is Justin. Um, he will hate me for saying this, but he was like he was having a whinge about it, and I I said to him, look, I I agree with you. I don't think latte art makes the coffee taste any better, but I do admire the fact that someone's worked hard enough to actually put that effort in, and and. I want to, um, uh, yeah, uh, got to acknowledge that. I think it's great, that, you know, and, but, it, but it's also like, you know, and like competitions, like competitions don't mean a lot um, in terms of, um, you know, the competition itself. But to the individual who's competing, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, so, you know, um, support them, get in there. Uh, yeah, they're, so they're not going to win... Uh, pouring milk into a cup with some coffee in it. Okay, big deal. But hey, congratulations! You worked hard and you did something and you gave a shit and and you got in there. So so there's there's kind of that twofold um, part to it for me that um, that I, I find uh, look you know there's there's things we all we don't agree with and there's things we love in in the industry. Um, but yeah, hospitality has always been a big deal uh, for me because it I, I know. Uh, especially like recently as well. Um, there's a lot of people who just come in knowing that they're going to get a conversation, knowing they're going to get a smile, knowing they're going to get someone, you know, who wants a chat and who knows who they are and knows their name. And, and I, I love the fact that um, we, we get a lot of um, calls here at the uh, roastery where people, um, they'll, um, they'll um, uh, call up and say, Oh, it's, you know, um, uh, and now I've got to try and remember a name, but uh, they'll they call up and say, "Oh, it's you know, it's Jenny." I'll, I'll just reuse one of your tokens there. It's yeah. Jenny, um, and I need a chap to bad. And you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay, cool. See you in five, whenever." Um, and then you walk out the front and say, uh, "Jenny," and they're like, "Oh, yeah, two two strong lattes, uh, you know, one with uh, honey." And uh, baby chino, and you're like, oh, no marshmallows. Okay, cool. Uh, but like the staff know um, that's what they have, and that's who they are. And uh, and there, there's so many connections. Um, so yeah, and yeah, look, we we could all be about um, the coffee itself and the bit and the bit and the bit. But um, the reality is that um, you know it, it's without the human interaction, it's it's a little bit meaningless. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Also, because when we start, you know, venturing, navigating territories and waters like communication, transparency, talking to customers, showing them why they're paying an extra 50 cents, dollar, two dollars, three dollars, mm. um, mm. it's the overall experience. It's from the minute they walk through the door until they left and you can't see them no more. Because if they forgot yeah. the sunnies, you can still catch them. Like, I, I, yeah. You know, I think it's the overall experience that make it and you know of course there's appreciation for the latte art and you know i remember watching the team wendable uh wbc 
compared to what it is now, it, you know, obviously those competitions help to build the hype a bit of exposure for sure. But mm. look, I think people really is ultimately what makes our industry, the, for me, one of the most people-centered ever because mm. hospitality people go hand in hand. And then, oh, you know, I don't want to interrupt the, the convo, but we got the half mark out of the box question as a ritual of this podcast. Um, if you could, um, who would you like to have dinner with? It doesn't have to be coffee related. Anyone? <laughs> so many people. Um, if I could, who would I have dinner with? It doesn't have to be coffee related. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one. Um. <laughs> Jeez, you got me there. Uh, well, well, is someone famous or anyone? <laughs> Just it's, one you, it's, you, it's your dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's probably a few people. Um, uh, look, uh, I've always been intrigued uh, by how people got to where they are or were, and um, and I say were because when I met them years ago, um, there's this uh, this guy in New Zealand called um, Professor Beaglehole who was uh, one of my lecturers in a final year of university, and he was super cool because he was seventy drove a, a really nice car and um, and was was like a really uh, sort of um, had a lot of humility and, and and I always sensed you know greatness if you like um, uh, in terms of um, someone I um, I really wanted to know more about um, and yeah so yeah um, there's a few people like that. Uh, I mean, he's probably long gone now because that was, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Um, I, I had the um, – and someone I'd love to catch up with again. Um, I used to work with, with a guy called Dr. Stephen Ashcroft, um, who I met quite vicariously through – or vicariously, accidentally in software. And it turned out he's one of the first PhDs in computer science in the world. And he taught me a lot about the world. But – uh, I only ever had dinner with him once, and it wasn't. Um, it was just a work. It was a work thing, and I was sitting there. Going, oh, I would like to know more about this guy. He was, he was like a, a brain that uh, you know I really wanted to pick. Um, but just a, is uh, the, the two things that I've come. Well, two things that I've um, I really find interesting um, is um, greatness with humility. Like, so people who are well-established and brilliant and, you know, they work hard for whatever reason, but you wouldn't know unless you asked, you know, and then you come across them and you think, wow, you know, like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to know more about those people. I think when I was, um, one of my big lessons, and I remember <laughs> being seriously embarrassed in one of my jobs, um, there was a, I was working, um, in a uh, in a software job for a bank, and there was a contractor who worked there. And the contractors were like, you know, the big, the cahoon, they knew everything. They were uh, big money people. 
And uh, I went over and, uh, to this, this guy, and I've been working in money markets, so, you know, I had this ego the size of, you know, I could hardly get through the door in the morning. And uh, I needed help from this guy, and I went over and said, um, so, you know, da, 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 can you help me with this? And um, he went, uh, yeah, come back to you. And so I went over an hour later and said, so, yeah, can you help me with this? And he stood up in this room of, like, 50 people working and said, two things. One, you're obnoxious and two <laughs> and it's like whoa like totally chopped me down and uh and i thought oh you know i really am <laughs> i really need to work on that um uh, and uh and i yeah i think that was for me it was like um it was a great um uh uh turning point in okay well what do i what, what do i you know a personal level uh, what do I value and what do I value in people and what do I value in relationships and, and what do I, where have I come from? What am I, you know, am I just going to um, cruise along and bounce off things or am I going to have some reason for what I'm doing? So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, that's where I sort of started. So, um, yeah, and then I started to sort of take a lot more notice of um, people who had had a, that effect on me of, um, oh, yeah, I'm interested in these people. So, yeah. No, thank you. No, that's the, the long story. <laughs> no, no, no. That that makes that makes a, a great, uh, well, a topic opener because I think it's something that it's something that's been a little bit lost in translation. You know, the whole being humble. I think um, mm. it's it's getting a little bit of traction because I follow buzzwords and all of it on the marketing point of view, but. Um, it's been such a focus on money, 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 and and and, mm. and I think you're, you know, same with the example of the cup. I think that people have put so much focus onto their work and projects and closing deals that they forgot the actual inner and how mm. they're gonna do it. And I think that that's probably what we're very lucky and blessed in hospitality is that when I used to work for a coffee roaster and I was mostly on the road, people asked me, "Oh, how can you be a you know, a sales rep. I was like, easiest thing ever because like the rare occasion that you find someone very rude, you know, hospitality who kick you out of the door, you walk out and say, oh, they're in the wrong business. So, mm. uh, you know, like, and it happened maybe twice in two years. And even then, you know, it wasn't that bad. So I think that there's a lot of great people in our industry and, um, mm. and that, that's where we go back to. I uh, think that possible people are, have a little bit more humility because they do get their hands dirty, they do mop the floor, they do wash a machine, they do talk to people, interact, and, and have those nasty, I don't know, uh, ladies, males, kids who swear at them, spit at them, make a mess, they don't care, and they're still, okay, well, got to be hospital. Um, we, we, we all have that, right? So, and um, mm. speaking of your career, what, what's something that struck, struck me uh, when, when, when you said how you got into coffee? It's something that I'm obsessed with as a personal interest, but mm. what would you, how did you go about and what would you say and recommend to those people who are stuck in the finest job into the dentistry, into the, the good job, into the good university career paths where they were mm. pushed upon them by parents, society, conditions, yeah. but they hate it. 
and they instead love baking, making coffee, cooking. Mm. Doesn't matter what it is. What do you uh, say to those people? Do it. Uh, look, um, it depends. Like, there's there's people who who are good at um, turning business into business, if you like, um, and uh, there's people who just love doing things. And uh, like very early on, uh, one of the one of the interesting things was uh, we did a um, our first cafe, and my wife was it was crazy successful. We um, we bought a little cafe in Surrey Hills and in uh, Melbourne, and I was working at Deloitte. I was trying to find a job that I that had soul. Uh, I ended up I actually got fired. Well, didn't technically fire me, but they probably should have. Um, but I, I just lost all love for corporate. I was ready to, you know, I'm not going back type thing. Um, I did go back for a bit, but then I just, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Uh, but my wife, someone, oh, actually one of my mentors from years and years ago said, oh, you should read this book called The E-Myth. And have you, have you heard of this book? It's the no. E-Myth. It was a big thing. Uh, well, it's basically... Um, it's a bullshit read, but it's got one good point in it. And at the end of chapter two, it says, if you don't like spreadsheets, you should not start your business. And, um, and my wife, got, she got to chapter two, read that, went, oh, okay, I shouldn't be in business. Um, and we just bought uh, a catering company. A, a, we, we were sort of in the process of trying to work out if we wanted to do food or coffee. And... Um, and so we got into food and da, 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 but, and there's a lot of stress and all that sort of stuff associated with that. But um, I, I think if if you look, if you're into food, if you're into coffee, or if you're into hospitality, and you've got some good ideas and you're um, you're committed, and committed commitment's the big thing. Like you can't go into it half-assed and expect to be successful. You can go into it half-assed and enjoy it and have a an income and have a a uh, um, uh, you know uh, a, a job that is hospitality, and for a lot of people, like you know, like the thing that makes their business is actually that they are so in, entrenched in it. Um, and and I love that about hospitality. Like you know, I, I love being uh, on the floor. I love making coffee. I love talking to people. I'm interested in people. Um, you know, that's a thing that drives me. So. Um, so it's ideal to hospitality for me is ideal, but you also, if you want it to be successful beyond just a, you know, replacing your job, your career, then there's a whole business side to it, um, that, um, requires a bit of acumen. It requires interest and, and look, specialty coffee is quite good because you, you've got to really focus and stick to stick to a bunch of things like you've got to have some moral integrity uh because you're going to be buying coffee uh at a higher price and trying to sell it on a, in a market that the consumer is not necessarily prepared to pay a lot more for um there, there's a whole bunch of hurdles in there so if you make it if you can get it to work on a basic level then you know there's a big tick in the box for well you're probably going to be able to to grow into an okay business and maybe a great business. Um, but yeah, what would I say to people who are in careers? If you're in a career that you hate, get out, get out now. Um, it, the, just the stress of it. Uh, you know, um, I, I had a lot of run-ins with um, people's egos in um, 
in uh, especially in the corporate world uh, and and it was kind of like a uh, for me it was like is this a daydream are these people real uh, do they believe that this is okay and and I, I sort of got I got to the cynic end of the scale where um, you know like I, I stood I stood in a famous insurance company which I won't mention here double AMI uh, <laughs> and, uh, I was um, I was building their first uh, internet quoting system, you know, so you could go online and buy insurance off them. And I had this woman say to me, oh, I'll have read your resume and I don't believe any of it's true. And I was like, well, I don't care, but why don't you just call the numbers and speak to the people on the, you know, and who are you? Like, and, and it was, it was kind of interesting because they, um, they had a company where we didn't even have internet access yeah, they wanted us to build them an internet site. And, and, and I remember thinking like, you know, like apart from the fact that there's like, you know, there's this thing they want and there's this massive gap and there's all these people in between who had no idea what the difference was. Um, and the fact that, you know, it was so low level and beginner stuff. Um, and uh, that's not the point, right? The point is that they had a culture that was, so disconnected with reality that it was okay to yell at people. It was okay to uh, disrespect people. It was okay to, um, you know, have this whole sort of hierarchical belief that because, you know, they'd done 10 years shouting at someone, they were clearly a better person than you. And, and I remember just thinking, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, um, and, and that's how, um, you know, in the end, uh, and I, I say this to a lot of people, like, uh, you know, build your business how how you want to see uh, uh, or how you believe it should be. And generally that means you stick into your values and you make it work really well. Um, and, and so we did like our initial um, setup was pretty basic, but we had a really good coffee machine and we had a really good dishwasher. Um, and people were like, why do you spend so much money on dishwashers? And I was like, because I hate it when they break down. <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, yeah, but, 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 you know, you've got staff there who like, oh, you spent some money on the stuff that means we can do this really easily. I was like, yeah, my, my whole philosophy is that when you work here, I want you to come to work, not worry about any of the things breaking down or we can't afford to fix this or fix that. I want you to come to work and go, this is a nice environment. My customers are lovely. I'm making a great product. And I'm going to go home happy. And, uh, and, and that will, you know, it might end up being um, for some people, you know, miss the point, but most people, it's a really nice place to be. So we, we kind of, um, and, and just from a cultural perspective, it's, it's very real. Um, so even if you're not making any money, even and yeah, you know, look, we didn't make any money the first couple of years because we just didn't know what we were doing. Um, but we were, you know, we're having a go. Um, but even if it's not super successful and you're not the best or you're not, you know, um, no one notices what you're doing, whatever, you still have these lovely days with lovely people, and it's a great way to live. So, so from that perspective. Um, yeah, look, if you can make it work, um, yeah, get out. Uh, get out now. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think, yeah, and I think, look, obviously, you know, there is uh, 
you know, some safety pins and, you know, obviously if you're in a good position that you're able to, you know, uh, you know, you can start reducing or start looking at time or casual. And it doesn't even have to be uh, necessarily a translational business. It could be changing job, you know, and going, you know, and become a barista because of it. And I, I think my privilege and my, my biggest luck was that my parents, with all their faults, but um, something that I've, that I hope that I will pass on to, to mine in one day, but is they'll give me my, their opinion about a topic, like coming to Australia, they'll give me their opinion, but then ultimately the last question they would ask me is, are you happy? That's it. Mm. Simple as that. And I know yeah. that happiness is a big word and he opens up many drawers and it's like, well, hang on, this and philosophy, but really it's what it means is, are you hating what you're doing, say, staying in Australia, or are you enjoying it? Because if you're not, then, well, you might as well come back home. Or yeah. if you're not enjoying that job and you can't sleep at night because you hate it and you have nightmares, literally, from yeah. uh, Jenny or John from before, because they're nasty to you and you don't like what you do, the industry. And, he, and especially when you start messing around with your value and your compass, like, like your values and your, your belief system because you start seeing what's behind the scenes and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Then mm. I, that's a toxic place to be that you should start looking at least at options to kind of, okay, where can I go? So definitely, mm. I mean, and not everyone can, but the people that can, I think it's, 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 it's important. Um, and Marina, uh, I'm just going to ask you the last couple of questions because they're big questions. So, uh, I mm. want to make sure that I get everything out of you. And first, um, before I ask the question, thank you for coming in. It was very, uh, very nice chatting. Very nice to hear the stories of your memorabilia from from those times with Mark and Nolan and <laughs> all of those cats. I think uh, it's very good to hear those stories. I, I, I haven't heard all of them, um, but mm. if you could summarize, but basically, I mean, the three questions in one: A, what would you like to see? Uh, in the future of coffee, which entangles with what's your coffee mission and what's next on your planet? Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think the biggest injustice we've got um, I'd like to see solved, and I don't know if there's a, a good solution for it, is, um, is the, the supply chain, the fairness in the supply chain. It's, um, you know, like... It, you can have all the best intentions at the consumer level, you know, all the best intentions at the import level, all the way down. But then on the ground in uh, countries, there's a lot of poverty. And that, um, you know, look, it's an, un I shouldn't say unfortunate because it's deliberate. Um, but the the coffee industry is fraught with um, injustice. And, and that, you know, like we're, we're tiny. We, we make our um our difference by you know working with people as far as we can down the supply chain generally that means we can get to the farm um but that doesn't always ensure safety at that level um there's uh yeah uh yeah that's what i'd like to see happen i was reading something today that was like you know there's so many billionaires in the world that you know you don't have to be a billionaire but you could solve poverty which would then solve a bunch of it might raise a few more issues obviously uh, but that's really um for me um the part getting getting it 
getting that sorted out would be be my ideal. Um, and what's next? Did you say? Yeah, what's next for for you and Padre, and you know, for, for your in general, you know, what's what's next on your eyes, and if you can release it, if it's top secret, it's okay. <laughs> top secret project. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, for us, I think. Um, uh, look, there's a there's a bunch of different parts of um, of the business that really interest me in terms of the future. Um, I, look, I, I think we're still uh, as much as we'd love to be uh, s- celebrating. Um, you know how we, we're making great coffee everywhere. Um, we're not. Uh, the, the Australia is still. You know, it, it's it's still quite hard to get a decent coffee in Australia. And look, Melbourne does a great job, um, but they do it at a cost. Uh, and I, I think the, um, the consumer gets an incredible deal. Um, and and the, um, the cafe operator is super taxed. They got massive rent. They got massive overheads. Um, everyone else is putting prices up. Coffee hasn't gone up in years. We've got. We're trying to put specialty coffee in a cup for the same price we would ten years ago. Yeah, it's 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 not healthy um, for the cap for cafes. Um, so I, I think there needs to be some some change at that end. But maybe that's a business model. Maybe that's a price thing. Maybe it's a. Um, I think a lot of roasters are just saying, "Look, we're specialty, but." We're actually just buying non non specialty grade, or we're not getting. We're not. We're not, we say we're sustainable, but we're not really. When we say sustainable, it's a word. It's not an actual act. It's not something they're doing. Um, so yeah, I love, love, love to see all that sort of managed. But in terms of um, projects that uh, interest me, look, I've got a bit of a. Um, I'm, I'm a bit bent on software. Uh, we've got Roast IQ, which is a a software. Very, very uh, cheap. We're a bit of a, we're competitive with Cropster, uh, where we uh, you can control a roaster from your iPad or whatever you want to do. Uh, and uh, deliberately, it's simple. Deliberately, it's easy. Deliberately, it's um, you know it takes a lot of the um, the mystery out of roasting because we want to unlock. We want to make that easier. We want to unlock that. And I think you know like. 2014 was the year when everyone went online. You know, we're six years in now. We've got inventory management. We've got billing. We've got, you know, uh, accountings all online. Everyone's got a pod system that's online. Um, so our, we're really interested in creating an ecosystem. Um, not, you know, not, not in an um, all-encompassing um, type way, but th- there's a definitely... Uh, there's definitely a path to making roasting in particular, um, but also cupping, grading, uh, um, transparency, uh, green purchasing, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Uh, that through, <laughs> you know what I'm hitting here? Uh, but there, there's definitely um, a lot of work in that area that we're interested in probably actively working on um, to uh, unlock a lot of the, the mystery. And like, you know, it goes back to when we, when we first started roasting, it was like some people were like, no, this is magic. You can't, it's this closed door. You can't come to this. Is, this is my trade secret. And then other people were like, yeah, come on in. This is what we do. This is how it looks. This is the way it goes. And you're like, wow, have you ever thought about 
cutting a hole in the wall and putting that through there. And I've gone, that's a great idea, of course. Um, so we're into, um, I mean, like as a culture, Padre as a culture, people, are, people, you know, they always come and say, oh, yeah, Padre, you know, um, coffee. And we're like, what? And they're, yeah, coffee. And you're like, what are you, what? oh, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we roast coffee. Um, but we're actually, a, we're a people company. So we're, we're about empowering uh, people into our culture and not, I can't say our culture because we don't own it. Right. But um, we're, we, we want people to be, um, and this probably stems from, you know, all the, the corporate largesse that I've been through, but we want people to realize that, yeah, you can do whatever you put your mind to if it's if it has merit and it's something you're into then we'll help you get there um if we can because we're a community right we're all about helping people uh and and so our, our whole mission uh, uh, mission's a weird word our whole um we, we get a lot of uh we get a lot out of empowering our, our staff and our people to do stuff and, and there's a lot of opportunity in um, in that. So there's projects, you know, some IT, they have an IT bent, some have a sustainability bent, um, you know, some like um, some of the things that have come out of Padre, um, you know, we, we had Nina, uh, who's actually married to Guido. Um, she was, um, she really wanted to do reground, uh, which, um yeah, she's done a fantastic job. Um, it's a great, uh, you know, outcome. It, it's an educational thing, you know. Uh, they've gone hardcore on it. And, uh, you know, like I like to think that we actually supported her uh, to take the leap to actually get into it, you know, yeah. as opposed to a company that said, oh, no, that's a silly idea. No, no, we we totally encourage that. Um, you know, we can't always be... Uh, actively involved in everything, but we we want to be around. Um, well, we want the culture to be around that says it's okay to do more, do other bits. Um, yeah. So I, I guess uh, yeah, to summarise that really quickly, because I talk too much, is no, uh, um, <laughs> it, it would be great if that was normal, you know, it, it, across more than just small companies that, um, you know, are having a crack. I think if that was just a cultural norm, I'd be really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got a bunch of things going on. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, doing a bit with chocolate. We're doing a bit with um, coffee machines. We're doing a bit with grinders. We're doing a bit with but not grinders the brand, grinders the machine. Um, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some people get confused. Uh, so, you know, um, and, and then, you know, there's the, 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 the strict side of that where people need education, uh, people need training, people need access to um, think tanks type stuff. So all those sorts of things are really important. Um, and, and I think, you know, if we, if we um, continue to, um, to encourage that and support that, um, you know, that's really powerful. Uh, but look, you know, there's so many people that have come out of uh, that we've worked with or have been part of Padre who are now doing something really cool that we're like, oh, brilliant, you know. Um, and and we've got our own little projects going on outside uh, of Padre that um, you know we're all we're all 
contributing to or involved in that. And I find that really um, uh, exciting. Well, I'm really proud of it, but I'm also really excited that, that people yeah. are happy to do it, you know, and, yeah, and get into it. And your passion just literally comes through it. And, uh, and, and we appreciate mm. Mm. that culture built, Padre. Um, that mm. was beautiful. Thank you. I think it was like we went, we zoomed in into the DNA of your, of your, of your community. Let's not call it brand. Mm. Um, yeah. Instagram shops, live streams, out of the blue in terms of they give us 30 seconds a countdown when it's approx uh, approaching the hour. So okay. um, before going to that, because I hate when it chops in because uh, you're talking, <laughs> it's like, Shoo. Um, I think we got about 90 to 120 seconds. Um, and I just want to say something, maybe uh, what, what I would love to do, maybe to, talking about access uh, in a month or two or so, we could do a little, a little live, uh, uh, maybe do a little live stream where we do maybe uh, a tour of your roastery or of your space or something, you know, maybe yeah. um, yesterday we did a live tour of, of, of a farm and it was very well receptive. I think it's about giving people that access. So maybe we could do that, but um, it's been so beautiful and fun having you on and humbling too. So I, I hope to have you on again. And once you come down to Melbourne, we'll definitely uh, mm. catch up with a real cup of coffee and uh, absolutely <laughs> i'm looking forward to that but yeah uh, thank you so much for it was so nice uh having you on man um keep safe up there and, uh, hopefully things will turn in melbourne too because we're all, we're all hoping for it excellent all right great good talking to you thanks buddy thank you ciao, ciao. Uh, thank you very much guys i um i hope you enjoyed these episodes I think it was really um, nice to to see how Marinos went from complete IT and the uh, finance career all into building one of the yeah one of the staple and one of those pillar coffee brands in Melbourne that is known all over Australia and the world. So I hope you enjoy this. If you have or if you're new, feel free to share this. Uh, podcast uh, onto your Instagram and uh, before I go a big shout out to Dante, Peter, Andre, Andre still here, Charlie, Keo, Ricardo and of course to Marinos to have given us the 60 minutes of his uh, precious time and it's been it's been a blast as usual. I will see you next week uh, with another three episodes until then stay safe and uh, look after yourself.